Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello, what a beautiful Thursday, and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. I'm joined, as always, by G. Hey Wiley, Armani Buckets, and Brandon Deutsch. How are we doing on this glorious Thursday, guys? Well, it's good to be back, you guys, after a two-day kind of still sick hiatus on the IR. Um, but also, great that my Rangers finally came back. We are now 3-2. to two, yeah. So uh, I'm psyched on that. Psyched for the Kings tonight as well. So go, go Kings, go. I am just happy that you're all right. Because, Jihei, you, <laughs> yeah, that was, the flu was um, definitely, you know, it took it took its toll on you. But as always, Jihei prevails. I love that. <laughs> Sorry, you're always the sweetest, Armand. Go, go ahead, Brandon. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, I'm glad every you're feeling a bit better, taking it day by day. Glad to be Well, at least G Hayes feeling a little bit better. I can't say the same for the Golden State Warriors. So we're we're going to touch on that. So with that said, let's get to today's headlines. <laughs> Well, Jaron Jackson Jr., Desmond Bain, and Tyus Jones each scored 21 points, and the Memphis Grizzlies blew out the Golden State Warriors, guys, 134 to 95 on Wednesday night to avoid elimination and force a Game Six in the Western Conference Semifinals. Does this blowout make you rethink Memphis's chance chances, sorry, to upset Golden State without John Morant? You know, I was thinking of the conversation that I had with Brandon. I think this may have been his first day on the show, where just you know, fascinated by how well the Grizzlies find a way to play without job and and listen I mean they it's one thing to play that way during the course of the regular season they were 20 and 5 I think in the 25 games that uh, John Morant missed it's another in the postseason and it's another when you're going against a Golden State team that has won multiple championships with a core group of you know Steph Curry Clay Thompson Draymond Green for them to have a blowout like that, and guys, going into the uh, fourth quarter, they were up by 51 points. It was the largest lead in a postseason game in league history. I think uh, the Milwaukee Bucks back in 1970 tied them. But it was, you know, the the biggest fourth quarter lead in playoff history without John Morant. So, Brandon, we talked about it, but, I mean, you're watching that play out. I mean, what are you thinking? I mean, this is exactly what we talked about, right? This team that was 20 and five without John Morant. Um, Jihei uh, and I and, and Arash and Armand all talked about how Ja, as good as he is offensively, and they needed him down the stretch in game five to hit some big time shots. He's a liability defensively. Team without him, it's kind of you know. David said this the other t- uh, other came on as a guest too. The offense goes through Morant when he's on the floor, and when he's not on the floor, it's more of a team-oriented game. Uh, they were dominant from finish, choked in Game Five. They probably should have won that game. They were up ten going into the fourth quarter, and they you know Golden State was at home, ran away with it. I'm not surprised. This is a team like I mentioned, with or without Grant. Five in both offensive and defensive rating only and it's the Phoenix Suns. I, I figured they'd win tonight at home. It's gonna be hard for them to win game six in Golden State though. I'm I'm on that same wavelength. I just I can't fathom what they did tonight. 
to win is one thing, but to absolutely humiliate Golden State is a completely other thing. And then, you know, we were talking about this about Steph saying uh, the whoop that trick comment before the game. It clearly rubbed Memphis some type of way because they were playing extremely emotional and extremely energetic tonight. They had an extra juice about them. And now, I mean, they have confidence. And I didn't even think about what you said, Brandon. They should have had game four. So it could have been three to two Memphis, but you know, they definitely have confidence. I still think Golden State in six, but who knows? Yeah, I'm 100% on that um, Golden State um, to win game six. But we also have to keep in consideration there was no Kerr. And I know that a lot of people have this huge debate that the, the coach doesn't matter in the NBA for, for some. For me, I mean, Kerr made that team, made that culture, made those guys happen. And without him, it they barely won the game previous. Now they're getting completely blown out. Kerr makes a huge difference. I mean, say say what you will about him, but he is another defining factor. Also, can them I, being small. Can, can I just do a little bit of a, of a pushback there? And I love Steve Kerr, and he's a fantastic coach. I just think that, that that when he didn't coach, and then Luke Walton came in and looked like the second coming, and they got had a head coaching job with the <laughs> Lakers. Like, yes, love Steve Kerr, love what he's done with the culture and everything like that. Uh, do have to push back a little bit there because, and by the way, Steve Kerr will, will be the first to say it, and he did this, and the league kind of uh, told him not to, where you know, effectively would have players coach the game towards the end of the season. So, yes, love Steve Kerr. I, I, I don't think he's the reason that they got blown out, though. No, I don't think he's the reason why they got blown out, but he is also another reason why they're winning. Oh, 100%. Yeah. He's, the, he's, the, he's one of the main... And I mean, don't be wrong. You have a phenomenal... Uh, lineup in you know Clay Thompson and 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 Curry and and Draymond. You have all these guys that you know without them, Kerr probably wouldn't have a job right now either. But that being said, he did get them to the promised land multiple yeah. times. So I mean, I, I think proof is in the pudding on that one yeah. as well. Well, moving on, guys. The Milwaukee Bucks erased a 14-point fourth-quarter deficit to beat the Boston Celtics. I know Arash is happy about that. Yes. 110 to 107 and take a 3-2 to two series lead. Giannis Antetokounmpo had 40 points and 11 boards. Drew Holiday finished with 24 points, 8 rebounds, and 8 assists. And Bobby Portis Jr. added 14 points and 15 boards. The Bucks can advance to the Eastern Conference Finals with a victory in Game 6 at home Friday night. Will Milwaukee close out, guys, on the series at home yes yeah yes they will and by the way i can finally enjoy the postseason they, the only thing that i'm very nervous about is if the celtics go on some kind of run here and 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 we talked about this the only way that this season could possibly get worse for the lakers despite them not being in the postseason is if the celtics win a championship and armani buckets you talked about this you talked about how good this celtics team is and if they had won today 14 point lead they had that they had that game i mean if they had won that game maybe they lose game six and we have a classic game seven but when you blow a game like that and momentum is on the side of milwaukee going to milwaukee i'm sorry this series is done i am gonna pick the bucks but i cannot discredit this celtics team they have the same kind of heart and swag that the bucks have they have a championship level DNA, but they had an epic choke job tonight. I don't think it would be 
out of the realm of possibility for the Celtics to go into Milwaukee and win, but they're going to need Jason Tatum. That first half, he shot 10 three-pointers, made two. you got to attack the basket a little bit more. Get to the free-throw line early. Get your rhythm early. Their stars need to show up and play like stars in Game 6. I would like to say where the heck was the defense yeah. that, you, that they had from the jump in, in the previous series and then even in the beginning of this series? Where was the gate? You have no defense for this Celtics team. We're not even talking about them even making it, advancing it to any series, let alone, you know, getting to a game seven. So that defense shows up, and I've said this time and time again, that defense shows up. We're talking about a whole different Celtics team, and Arash is uh, really bumped with the rest of the series <laughs> and not able to watch uh, the rest of the NBA Eastern yeah. Conference series. So You could say the same thing about the Bucs, too. This is a team that is Arash was not even in the top five in defensive playoffs so far through, what, 11, 12 games. 99 defensive rating, which is by far the best so far. So this is the identity of a championship team. I know Armand and I both said that win today uh, last night, and they so glad that happened. I despise the Celtics growing up a Lakers <laughs> fan. So, but I respect it. They're a great team, and they're a tough team to play the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, just as long as the Celtics don't win, I am happy. I don't really care whether it's the Suns, whether it's uh, you know the Warriors again. But no, just as long as it's not the Celtics, I'm I will be very happy. Well, speaking of some teams that um, some of us don't want to advance, there are two <laughs> big game sixes tonight and two chances for two teams to advance to the conference finals. The Heat face the Sixers um, and the Suns face the Dallas Mavericks in Dallas. Uh, what's your pick tonight for tonight's game, guys? And do you give the home teams much of a chance to extend their se- either series? Yeah, so I, I, I like the home teams tonight. I, I, I do think, you know, and by the way, Jess, if you're a basketball fan, you got to be hoping for some game sevens here. So you got the Heat going to Philadelphia to play the Sixers. I think the Sixers win at home. And you got the Suns, you know, fresh off that blowout win against uh, the Mavericks. And by the way, really tired of these, you know, big blowouts. Not just, you know, 20-point blowouts. That's one thing. 50, 40, 30-point blowouts. I mean, what the heck? This is like the uh, this is the postseason. So, fresh off their blowout victory over the Mavericks. I like the Mavericks to respond, come back win that game and and really set up two really fun game sevens hopefully i personally think that it is very hard to count on doc (laughs) rivers and james harden in a closeout elimination game (laughs) the logic in me wants to say philadelphia at home is a is a solid bet but those two make me so nervous and I'm still going to do it. I'm still going to pick Philly, and I'm going to regret it later. Also, Dallas at home has looked like a different team than on the road. I think that they're going to respond and send it to a Game 7. I'm more confident in the Mavericks than I am in the Sixers. Yeah, I mean, it, the teams have had such an advantage in this round. It's like the Suns win by 20 points. The Mavericks, you know, steamroll them. Eight wins, then Memphis steamroll. It's it's crazy, right? Um I agree with I agree with you, Armand, on this one. I, I think that the Mavs will win. Um, that's a tough game. They really need to force a game. I don't. I see Luke Luca after that whole thing with Booker having an all-time type game. Uh, I'm going to take Miami in Philadelphia. I think they steal a win. Butler's going to have 35. I really like that team. Again, I don't trust Doc. Uh, what's the line? Does anybody know? 
Gotta look it up right now. But, Gigi, your thoughts on Doc while I looked that up being in a closeout situation? You know, generally speaking, the, 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 the situation that I don't like Doc in is if his team can close out the other team. He is a very bad closeout coach. Minus two, Philly. I see. Okay, so, I see. Okay, okay. so Philly, well, that that's... That's them attempting to give them the home court advantage, I yes. guess. Well, but um, Phoenix, Phoenix is minus Dallas, though, so that's an interesting. Wait, Phoenix is minus what you're cutting out? Phoenix uh, is due in Dallas, apparently, as well. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I personally still think that you're still going to have that home court advantage, but I, I don't think that. I think Philly keeps it close. Right, I, hence that that two point spread, that two point two points favoring Philly, um, solely because Doc is just too much of a liability when it comes to making those adjustments. Like Armand said, like we've been seeing in the past before. So yeah, I just I can't trust Doc. Um, if if they win, it's by a margin. It, I mean, I, I might even take Heat plus those two points. So um, I, I'll take I'll I'll take the Heat to win, and then I'll take. Um, I'll take Dallas for sure because Dallas is just, they have Luka and I still think that that kid is ridiculous even considering he doesn't have what he should have around him. Well, the Lakers, again, we have to mention them because this is the Arash Markazi show. I've been granted permission to interview Golden State Warriors assistant Kenny Atkinson for the franchise's head coaching job. According to ESPN, Atkinson built a reputation for player development as both an assistant and head coach in the NBA. He spent three plus years as head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. Do you guys like Atkinson and who do you think would make the best head coach for the Lakers? Listen, I like that they're doing their due diligence. I like that they're talking to multiple candidates. I like that they're being active. I don't think Atkinson's going to get the head coaching job. But listen, I mean, I, I, I like that they're bringing people in. Um, I do think that obviously this is something that they're going to have to talk to, uh, you know, LeBron. They're going to talk to a lot of people to... Um, you know, to, to figure out who's going to have the uh, the heart and soul of that locker room. Who's going to have... Because you're, you're going to have to have a coach that's going to walk in there and get some respect from the players. I like Atkinson. I, I Again, when you look at the possible candidates that they're going to bring in, I do not think he's going to be the next head coach of this team. It's just... It's a weird fit because he's known for player development, but you have a team yeah. full of veterans that are not really trying to develop. With that being said... D'Angelo Russell, Spencer Dinwiddie, and Karis LeVert. He did a great job developing those guys. I just don't know. Who is that going to be on the Lakers? This team is full of veterans, and it seems like they would want a coach that is more suited towards that. But Atkinson, I wouldn't be pissed off if that was the hire. I think that would be an okay hire. I don't think Atkinson gets hired. I think they'll roll with either one of the big names or Ham from Milwaukee Bucks. Um, Look, the Lakers need to prioritize defensive players and a defensive coach. But guess what? They had a defensive coach. They let him go. Um, So, look, they need a guy that's going to come in and implement a defense that's successful and an offense that can work with the whole new rock going to have next season. I think that's Ham. I think they got to go with Ham. I don't think Atkinson's going to be the guy. Brandon, I agree with you. I don't think that Atkinson is, is is the answer. I mean, player development can only go so far to Armand's point. You know, if you only have veterans, you know, guys that are picking up canes on the uh, on the sidelines and um, on the court, then, you know, it's not really where's the player development. These guys are already old dogs not wanting to learn new tricks, right? So I think that also you need somebody that's going to step up and 
um, basically tell LeBron to sit down or stand up or jump and he says how high and I don't think that that's ever going to happen until he leaves so this might be a dead period for for them you know get who you get for this maybe for this one year or for a few years and then move on I don't I don't know I think somebody needs to step up and I don't think the coach is going to be that one particular person but if they get you know if they get a pushover for one year I'm sure LeBron will be happy and all the Laker fans out there will be ecstatic and for at least a year um, well, the Los Angeles Kings can win their first playoff series since 2014 when they play the Edmonton Oilers tonight in Game 6 of their first round series at Crypto.com Arena. It is still weird to say that, by the way. Um, do you think that the Kings can close out the series tonight in Los Angeles? I think so. We uh, we had the Mayor John Hoven on, last, uh, uh, on yesterday's show talking about that big Kings win in Game 5 in overtime. Now they put themselves in a position to close out the series at home it'll be sold out tonight at crypto.com arena it'll be fantastic to kind of get that playoff atmosphere back in i'm gonna call it staple center for a king's game so um i do think that they close it out tonight g hey and i can already see the signs up and around manhattan beach and around the south bay we talked about it on the show yesterday listen no not hating on it, but definitely the bandwagon it grows bigger and bigger following each and every playoff win, certainly after a playoff series win. So I'm picking the Kings tonight, and I'm and I'm predicting more and more signs popping up around Manhattan Beach. You know, I am hopeful, hopeful that they win a game six. And the only reason why I'm hopeful is just because Edmonton they can come back rodriguez can come back and just kick their butts so yeah. i am hopeful with that being said them at home it's not really great they don't have the best home record which is really really weird um so i i'm just i'm really hoping that they keep it even keep it close i would love a win i would love for edmonton to go home lick their wounds and enjoy um the, the warm that is in Canada for the next like two months and then enjoy the cold after that. So I, I would love that for LA, especially considering what, I don't want to say poor LA, what we're going through because it's not horrible. We live in a beautiful area, wonderful neighborhoods and uh, beautiful weather. But, you know, we, we need sports in yeah. LA. We definitely need sports in LA. And, um, you know, this could be their shining moment to be solo, you know. So. But, Jihei, I do want to stay on the Kings because we, we, we talked a lot about the Warriors. And uh, we'll, we'll talk more about the Warriors in, in the next segment. But I, I said this on the show yesterday. That there is nothing like the atmosphere at a Kings playoff game. And Brandon and Armand... Have you gone to a Kings game? Like, do you remember? Like, uh, well, you know, 2014, man, it's crazy, Jihei. It's it's been about you know 10 years since their first uh, cop, and and uh, you know like eight years since their second. Have you guys gone to a Kings game? I have not gone to a Kings game. I've actually only been to one hockey game in my life, but. Um, the vibe that you guys are talking about with the South Bay, Manhattan Beach, I wasn't here during that Stanley Cup run. I want yeah. to experience that, so I'm all the way on the bandwagon hoping that we get to experience that. Yeah. Yeah, nothing like uh, the hockey environment in the playoffs. I actually haven't been in the playoffs. I've been to a hockey game in the regular season, and the energy here is ridiculous. Uh, gotta love it. I, I think the can this kind of reminds me of the Clippers and Mavericks series here. Like the home teams lose yeah. and the away teams win. I hope the Kings win though. I think they will tonight. 
Yeah, no, I, I mean, you guys have to, A, you have to go to a game, and B, you have to experience it in South Bay because there's no other place like it. They're, like, I have, there are actually diehard, diehard Kings fans out here. They, they're few and far between, unfortunately, but once, you know, the cup shows up, it's it's a party. It's a raging party, and it's a lot of fun, and um, that I definitely can't wait for, and that I hope definitely happens, especially considering it's Justin Brown's last year. Um, it would be it would be such a coup, such a cherry on top for all those guys, and also the hard work. It takes a lot of hard work for those guys to even get to where they are right now, so it would be glorious if they did it again. Exactly, and, and and you know, just so many great memories when that team won in 2012 and 2014, and uh, the cup. As soon as they won it, they brought it to the north end in Hermosa, and and they had a parade down not only in downtown Los Angeles but also downtown Manhattan Beach and around the South Bay. So again, hoping that the Kings can close out the Edmonton um, Oilers tonight and advance in the Stanley Cup playoff. All right, let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we will be talking more about the big Memphis Grizzlies blowout win over the Golden State Warriors when we come back right here on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California and the fan in Las Vegas. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California and 98.5, the fan in Las Vegas. All right, big blowout win. I mean, it's one thing for the Memphis Grizzlies to extend the series. It's another for them to be up by more than 50 points in the fourth quarter. Uh, I'm going to play for you some post-game sound. But again, guys, Brandon, I'm going to start with you. What is the key for this team? I think you touched on it in the first segment. Defensively, even though that they don't have John Morant, one of the best players in the league right now, this team, they, they can beat the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, I mean, they've done it now. It's a stretch uh, to win in Golden State. But if they do get that win in Golden State like they almost did in Game 5, I can see Memphis legitimately winning this series in seven games if they can get it back to Memphis, even without John Morant. That's how good their defense is. I don't think it's going to happen. We mentioned this. I think Golden State's going to – Kerr's going to come back going to coach that game curry's going to hit some big time shots clay's not going to continue to shoot this bad yeah memphis the tenacity we've talked about this jones comes in master class performance um you know with jaws absence bane looks jackson all playing elite defense steven adams the yeah. addition of steven steven adams changed the series dramatically because draymond really can't guard him. offensive rebound 34% during the year, highest in the league offensive rebound percentage for Memphis. So that makes sense that they're getting more offensive rebounds and that's that's translating yeah. into runs. No, it's 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 been fun to watch. I mean, it wasn't a fun game to watch last night, but if you're a Memphis fan, that was an amazing performance. All right. Let's now hear from all the names that you just mentioned, Brandon. Let's now hear from Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr., Tyus Jones, and Dylan Brooks following an amazing blowout win over the Golden State Warriors 
to force a game six in their Western Conference playoff series. Ties, I'm sure you'll probably say these these two dudes here are probably, you know, big parts of your offense. Seeing Jaron, you know, be as aggressive and dominant as he's been last couple games and then Dez, you know, looking like Dez, um, what does that do for you as a point guard and just what does it mean for the offense in general? Uh, makes my job easy. Makes my job easy. I tell Jaron every night, dominate. Um, that should be his mindset. Um same with Dez, you know what I mean? We're, you know, we're, we're hungry. We're, you know, fighting, you know, we're fighting our seasons on the line at this point. And so, uh, you know, we're just fighting. We're going to need these guys um, every single night from here on out. So, um, you know, as simple as that, they, they stepped up, they should, they showed up for us. Um, we're going to need that again uh, Friday. Tyus, um, you step into a pretty big void in this series with Ja out. What are what are the things you have to do to make sure there's no slippage? Um, just doing what I've been doing all year, honestly. Um, coach, the guys, they just tell me to be me, be myself, uh, lead. Um, and so I just go out there and play with confidence. Um, I don't try to go out there and be B12 uh, or do what he does. You know what I mean? He's one of he's one of one. So I uh, just go out there, try to be me, continue to lead these guys, uh, trust in me um, and follow my lead. And um, we're just trying to win ball games. So it's not, you know, I can't can't feel 12 shoes by myself. Everyone has to step up a little bit more. But at the same time, um, I know a lot of a lot of it is on my plate and I just got to got to be prepared. It's what I work for. And uh, just just being myself, being confident. This is for, for all three of you guys. What are some of the challenges that come with a quick turnaround like this flying back across the country again and trying to bottle up what it took to, to have that effort tonight? I mean, I, th I think we locked in. Um, you know, I think across the board, we we understand, um, you know, what's at stake. But, um, you know, obviously you got to get your rest, recovery, um, <clears throat> kind of flush this game. Um, you know, know, know what we're getting on the road with a Golden State team that's obviously trying to close out a series. Um, veteran team, they're obviously going to throw a good punch. So, um, you know, come in there, be, be ready to play, and, you know, keep that same mindset. I've been doing this all year. You know, we got back to backs during the regular season. We've had 80 some games, and then ain't no different. It's the same mentality. Nothing really changes. Yeah, they, they got it. It's mm -hmm. it's playoff time. We're not looking to make excuses. We're uh, we're locked in. We're ready to go. So um, yeah, it's a part of it. Um, this is for Des and Jaron. How hard is it? What he is doing? What Tyus is doing out there? Um, both this season and here in this series with Ja out, like, can you guys quantify like exactly how much, like yeah, how much I mean, it's what? meant, like how much it's meant to the team? Like he makes oh, it look kind of easy. He's been doing it since December. I mean, you know, Ja's been out. He missed twenty five games or whatever he's missed this year, and um, you know, Ja's obviously a great player, but. Um, you know, I think we won 20 of those games. Um, you know, we beat good teams, um, you know, so this isn't a surprise. It may be a surprise to the national media, um, you know, because we haven't played on a big stage, um, you know, but I mean, Ty is doing what Ty is do. Yeah, I mean, resume speaks for itself, for real. Been a while, kind of, if you follow basketball enough, you know. I'm younger, so y'all might not, he might not be as, you know, I've been watching I've just been watching, you know, it's been a while. Ain't, ain't nothing to him. 
you you had a good game tonight. You're looking more like yourself. How close are you to being back to kind of where you where you were before? Yeah, I mean, I feel great. Um, you know, our training staff has has done a great job. Um, you know, just trying to give me give me back. Um, you know, feeling good. Um, you know, and and I feel like I'm I'm starting to turn the corner. Uh, and Jaron, did did what Steph say motivate you guys at all and give you any extra fuel? Nah. We're, I mean, uh, it's 3-1. Yeah. You're coming. It's We got a home game. We, yeah, we don't need no extra do motivation. Just extend, get another chance to play again. You know how it is, man. It's the playoffs. It's supposed to be hype. Everything's supposed to be blown up. It's for the fans. Everybody get hype. Create a story. Go ham. You know, it's just <laughs> when I was younger, I loved watching that kind of stuff. But now I'm in it, so it really don't mean nothing. We just in it. That's our job. Different job now. Yeah. You guys are rubbing off on Coach Jenkins because he used a phrase that you said that you guys use all the time and just said, we deep. When it comes to a game like this, he said it. <laughs> uh, when it comes to a game like this, okay. though, when you have like seven players and double figures, what can you guys add to that statement that Coach Jenkins made about what you guys have showcased tonight? We deep. Wow. Yeah, we can leave it at that. Leave it with what Coach said. Uh, nah, it's just been something that we've prided ourselves on all year. Is um, we got a bunch of hoopers on this team. We got a bunch of guys who can who can play ball. Um, a bunch of different guys who can step up um, on a night to night basis. Um, never know whose name's going to be called, and uh, we try to use that to our advantage. Uh, we try to use that uh, our depth to our advantage, and and we we kind of pride ourselves on that. So. Uh, Jaron, after you made that first basket, you, you kind of had like the little stank face look, you know, when you were going back up the court. Um, what was your mentality coming into this game? Because they drew up a lot of, you know, plays for you in that first quarter, too. Yeah, be aggressive. Take what they give me. Uh, depending on who's guarding me, just probably depends on what I'm going to do. Uh, I mean, they want me to be aggressive, so I'm just... I'm just doing me. I pretty much have a stank face or something like every time I do something. Uh, so, you know, and when they do something too, so it it ain't nothing. I'm just having I'm just having fun out there for real. <laughs> who is that? You said they want you to be aggressive. Like who? Who else? Everybody, everybody. Trust me. Uh, I trust me. I yes. I hear it often. Be aggressive. Um. The offense clicked today. Other than the obvious, you made more shots. Why did the offense click, and how can it continue on to game six? Um, focusing on getting good looks. Um, focusing on getting to our spots. Um, and, and that was kind of it. That was kind of it. That was the key. Um, getting, getting to our spots, getting good looks, and then just taking our shots with confidence. Uh, you just kind of go from there. We have time for three more. We'll go to Jarvis, Drew, Parker. Uh, this right here, this guy – all you guys can take a stab at it. What would it mean to you all to have a chance to get back into this building in front of this crowd one more time to hear whoop that trick again? I mean, that, that's what we work for. Um, I mean, that's the goal. Um, you know, I don't want to just hear one. I want to hear it. You know, as ever many more times we we can hear it till you know. But yeah, we'll leave that for later. But yeah. I definitely want to hear it again. Yeah, relaxed under pressure, man. Just keep going. Um, mentality just got to be calm and focused. Obviously, that's how badly we want it, that we had that mentality. Ain't, ain't like I'm about to sit here and be like, oh, my God. But, like, 
you know, to see the fans and what it means to them is really the difference. Just seeing their their expression on their face and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, just piggybacking off what they said, it's, uh, you know, that's the goal. Um, we know we got to take it one game at a time. Um, but ultimately, you know, we got to go out there and get a win. Um, but we're, yeah, we're fighting to, to come back and, you know, we obviously want to want to hear it. So, uh, but we know it's this, you know, one game at a time mentality and we got to, we got to go get one. Des, where's your belief that you guys can pull this off in seven rooted? What's the reason to, to believe you can still do it? I mean, we, we, I feel like we've, um, you know, not necessarily been doubted, but, um, you know, we've exceeded expectations, um, you know, ever since I've been here. Um, it almost seems like, you know, whenever somebody thinks we can't do something, um, you know, we end up doing it. So um, I never want to put a limit on this team, um, you know, on what we can do, uh, you know, because anything's possible. I mean, we were the two seed this year. A lot of people probably didn't expect that out of a young team like this. Um, you know, we still got work to do. Uh, this is for uh, Tyus. So they'll finish with nine turnovers tonight. And do you just credit that more to just the the pace of the game and just the pace that you're playing with? Or do you credit to just like finding different spots in the defense for open looks? Uh, a little bit of both. A little bit of both. I think uh, not letting them get set in their half court defense um, is, is part of the reason for that. Um, and then I think, again, just going back to, you know, kind of what our focus was trying to get to our spots. Um, trying to find good, you know, great looks at each and every time down the floor. Um, and we were just sharing the ball really well tonight. So um, we were just kind of in that flow, um, in that rhythm. And, uh, yeah, when we don't turn the ball over, uh, that's a that's a huge bonus for us. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Dylan, uh, by chance, did you catch what Steph said pregame about blah, blah, blah? And if so, did it have an effect on your emotions going into the game? Um, I wasn't aware. I just – know that we need a win. I don't even care if he's going to add the fuel to the fire. Uh, it's phony stuff, but just came in, ran the game plan, um, did it to a T, and got a lot of deflections to, to uh, increase our transition. So, um, Dylan, so y'all, y'all held the Warriors to just four offensive rebounds, five second chance points. That's something that they've really – been kind of getting at y'all in this series. Was there anything different with the game plan and the execution there? Or was it just the urgency of an elimination game tonight? Yeah. Um, elimination game uh, raises our, you know, our, like you said, our urgency. Uh, we play better that way. I feel like um, guys were more locked in, guys were tuned, especially in times when they had their runs. Uh, we weathered it and went on our own run. Um, we just need that same effort on the on the defensive end, same same rebounding box out, um, so we can you know fuel our transition. Michael or Dylan, people were really hard on you after the after game four. Um, what did you think of that, and what was the feeling like to respond and get a a big win today? I'm I'm never on social media, so I don't hear anybody. I'm on my on my worst critic. Um, I know I'm playing like trash. Uh, I know I'm not shooting the three well, um, but I'm trying to do all the little things, trying to feel out my jump shot, get where my shots are, play more physical on the offensive end. 
um, to get my shots and slowly and surely it'll come. It's been a, like I said before, a rough season in and out with lineups, um, ballot injuries, whatnot. But, you know, DB going to be still here uh, on the defensive end, trying to minimize uh, points from their best player. Dylan, you're on Jaron Jackson as hard as, you know, anybody on the team. Um, what have you said to him personally, you know, over these last couple games? And just what are you noticing from the way he's playing? Uh, he's the key. Um, they got no one to guard him, uh, no one to stop him. He's, he needs to keep demanding the ball, and they're going to have to, the Warriors going to have to adjust and double team him soon. Um, and he's going to have to learn how to pass the ball out to get his teammates. Uh, shots and you know that's that's what he needs to do and try to tell him to stay aggressive um and you're a walking mismatch out there for every single player that guards you so just keep attacking dylan you know game one you lose by a bucket game four you lead for all but 45 seconds tonight obviously what is the feeling in the locker room despite being down three two um I would say um, we're energized, um, we're locked in, and we're all eyes on game six, um, trying to keep surviving so we can force a game seven. But first comes game six. Um, we got to give all our whole effort um, and just follow the game plan and um, work out their adjustments. <clears throat> Dylan, you guys have won many games before without job, but the the manner in which you won tonight, what does that say about you guys? Uh, next man up mentality. Um, we know how to respond. Uh, we know how to you know play with each other uh, better than any team in the NBA. Um, and you know we continuously find ways to keep up in our play. Uh, I mean, it's just a fun style to play and. It starts on the defensive end. Everyone bought it on the defensive end, guarding, trying to get deflections, rebounding, and it builds into, you know, our offense. We have time for three more. We'll go John, Teresa, and Jarvis. Hey, Dylan. Uh, first was up. First quarter, uh, looked like you had a drive where you uh, kind of grabbed the back of your leg mm -hmm. and uh, might have gone off, maybe gotten it wrapped. I was mm -hmm. just wondering how that was feeling and, and what that was. Uh, I was feeling great. Um, you know, I'm ready for game six and ain't nothing going to hold me out of this series. Dylan, uh, you mentioned all eyes on game six, but this is a young team, second youngest to be at this stage in a quarter century. Uh, the way they focus tonight, how tough is it going to be for this group to take that into game six on Friday night? Very tough. Um, but, you know, we're humble in this win. And... We got to have that same effort in game six. Um, that's the only way we're going to have a chance to win. Um, it's going to be a hostile environment, as you guys know. And um, we got to come in there with each other and our families that we bring and uh, muster up some energy and pull, pull out game six. Last question, Jarvis. All right, here, Dylan. Uh, you guys decided to really go big and go bully ball, which seems to really suit your your game as far as attacking the paint. Talk a little bit about that strategy and how it worked for you guys. Um, Steve-O um, found a way to feed him in the paint. Same with Jaron. Um, and once we get able to, you know, establish the paint, it's easy for us to make threes. Um, 
we continued, we relentlessly crashed the boards, uh, relentlessly played off the catch and drive their closeouts. And then ultimately, like I said, it opens up to three. So we had a, you know, a complete game tonight. Um, but, you know, we got to bring down the road and keep that same effort and energy on a defensive end. All right, that was Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr., Tyus Jones, and Dylan Brooks. Armani Buckets, what do you think of that? I mean, that, that what, what an amazing uh, performance by, again, you guys are hoopers. You and Brandon follow the league. I think there's a lot of people who are casual fans who this is the first time they are hearing about these guys. It's just it's been a testament to their character all season as a team. You guys mentioned it in segment one. Their record without John Morant is outstanding. Their defense is outstanding. And what Brandon mentioned earlier in this segment about their offensive rebounding and the fact that they put Steven Adams in that starting lineup, they are the number one offensive rebounding team in the NBA during the regular season, as you guys mentioned. And it this is now a realistic chance that this goes back to Memphis for a game wow. seven. The one stat that I do want to mention is that the Golden State Warriors and the Miami Heat are the only two teams to have not lost a home game yet in the playoffs. Does it mean much? I don't know. It's it's still a small sample size, but it's definitely going to be a very tough game to win on the road, especially also for a young team. It's going to be really tough to win that game on the road. Yeah, I mean, it, it, G.A., I mean, it, listen, if if this series does go back to Memphis, I like the Grizzlies to find a way to win it. Uh, it, it really all comes down to game six. If if the Warriors win, obviously the series is done. But, man, you you do not want to go back to Memphis for a game seven. No, and, th- and this is why I love these teams, because it's the younger generation now that's taking over, man. And I love it. I think it's great. It's time for everybody to step back. Let's sit back and enjoy and watch um, these young kids play and uh, watch them thrive. Man, I, I'm, I'm loving it. They're very entertaining, too. So I just don't think that they could win a championship just yet, but I love still watching them. Yeah, no doubt about that. All right, that's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe, stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hustle for the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing, currency chasing. Worldwide through the hard times, worrying faces. Shed tears as we bury brothers close to heart. What was a friend, now a ghost in the dark. Hard part about it, brother got smoked by a fiend. Trying to floss on him, blind to a broken man's dream. A hard lesson, court cases. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.